What is going on, everyone? It's Adam and Reed here, your new host of another Hole in the Wall Sports, a new podcast coming from us that's mainly going to focus about the big sports um, going on. So, for example, right now, there's some NFL new, but it's going to be a lot of NBA today, and we hope you just follow us along for the journey. Um, yeah, what's up, guys? Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can follow me at Twitter at the baseball wr 2 for my specifically baseball podcast. And, Reed, where the, can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Reed underscore Embiid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We're just going to get right into it today, and we're going to start with some NFL talk, talk about the big, two really big free agency moves that have happened so far. And we're going to start off with J.J. Watt. Reed, you want to tell us your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, uh, I think this makes a lot of sense kind of for both sides. Um, I've seen a lot of people saying that, like, it's kind of disappointing seeing him go to a team like the Cardinals when teams such as the Bills and Browns were interested. But um, I actually really like the Cardinals. I, I like what they're building. I really like Kyler Murray. And I think they're going to be a team that's going to be really competitive this year. They almost made the playoffs last year. Um, they're in a really tough division, which is the only thing, but... I really think they're going to compete for a playoff spot this year, so I'm overall pretty happy with the move. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot was what I think is really good is that of all the teams he was interested in, they're all like pretty good. So I think it's going to be really good to see him with a serious playoff, a serious team that he really believes in. Whereas with the Texans, he never really believed them. He never really liked the organization that much. And hopefully, maybe sometime soon, Deshaun Watson will be able to get out of there because it's just a horrible situation overall there. But that'll probably take a little bit more time, I think. Yeah, and he's teaming up with DeAndre Hopkins. Just got out of there last year. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, indeed. Too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think Kyler is, you said it, before, you said it, is a really underrated quarterback. And the Cardinals are just probably a better team than a lot of people think, right? Uh, I, in my opinion, I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'd be kind of surprised if they didn't make the playoffs this year. Even though it's a tough division, this is just a team I kind of believe in right now. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think we have the nail on the head on that one. All right. Um, so now we'll move on to the other big news, which is Ben Roethlisberger. Um, so he is coming back to the Steelers, and... As a Steelers fan, I'm not sure if I'm, like, really happy or upset. But the thing is, like, it's a big hit on the cap, obviously. But the thing is, I don't really know another quarterback we could have possibly gotten this year to help us be anywhere sort of good on offense. So it's a tough one. Like, obviously, he's not a perfect situation. But it still is a guy who's quite good for most of the season last year before the worst playoff game I've ever seen in my life um, occurred. But... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's really unfortunate because really, like, if you're looking at it, I think last year was definitely the Steelers' best chance to, like, actually win. I mean, obviously, they started off insanely, but Bend was just so bad the last quarter of the season and that playoff game, so. But out of who, el- who else were you going to bring in is probably the big thing, as I would say, to people who think this is a bad move. Yeah, um, you guys are kind of in a tough spot right now. Um, obviously, you brought in like Dwayne Haskins, but you definitely don't want to be relying on him to be your starter. I think really you kind of had to bring Ben back for one more year, but I think this will probably be it for him. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be time after this season to 
headed in the direction for the Steelers franchise. So maybe look to see they might even draft one this year if the opportunity presents itself. So I think that's definitely something to keep an eye out for. Yeah, I, I think it <clears throat> would almost be a certainty that they draft a quarterback this year, unless for some reason they still like really love Mason Rudolph, which I certainly don't, but they can think what they want, yeah. I guess. But I Yeah, for, I think they Sorry, my bad. Definitely are gonna draft one too. <clears throat> but I guess we'll see like what round they're gonna value that in mm-hmm. is more like what I'm saying. Right. So I think like if some of um Mac Jones is available in the first, I think they should certainly try and get him, but it's a matter of if and what their thoughts are, so it's unfortunately not that simple. But, yeah, I mean, it's not really a great position to be in, but I think this kind of gives you the best chance because the defense should be able to carry you to a decent record no matter what. It's just about the offense doing something sometimes. I think it sort of feels a little bit like the Chargers situation a couple years ago. And if you can find a guy like Justin Herbert, obviously... <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, that's going to work out for you, so... I think the difference... We'll have to see and... Yeah. I think the difference is they found Herbert, and so far we found um, Duck, Haskins, and Mason Rudolph. I think that's a big difference so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's all we got for the NFL today. Those are like the really big things that have happened so far, but as more on lines, we'll obviously be talking about it more. For example, we could be talking about uh, Zach Ertz possibly being in the, on the move in the future if that happens, but for now, in the draft one last time, but... Right now in the sports world, it's really all about the NBA. We're literally recording this in between the three-point contest that Curry just easily won and in between the actual game itself. So it had us thinking, what, how would we draft our all-star teams? So the Yeah, obviously you guys saw um, Kevin Durant and LeBron draft their teams if you watched them until the other day. So, yeah. So here are the rules for this. Basically, we're going to keep it like how it was originally planned to be. So, for example, Reed will take on the role of either LeBron or Kevin Durant, and we'll draft starters. And we're going to keep Tatum in the bench reserve because that's how it was originally planned to be. But even the injured players will be available for us to draft. So we're just trying to build the best team possible given those requirements. Right, so for example, um, we're not like Mike Conley be and that's basically what we're saying right and like for example like if we wouldn't draft like let's let's say i'm kevin durant i wouldn't actually draft Kyrie first that's just something he sort of did but we're just trying to build the best team that we think we can yep so what team do you, do you want to be lebron and i'll be durant is that fine or whatever sure yeah uh you go first though no you go first because LeBron went first in real life, so we'll keep it We'll keep it like that. Alright. I'm just going to pull up my list of players, and we'll get started with this. So obviously, I'm starting off with a good spot being LeBron and all, but for my first pick, um, I think I'm going to go with Curry. It's never a bad pick. Yeah. Only I've... saw shoot the lights out, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Um... I'm going to go with Giannis. Okay. That's who LeBron took in real life, but I don't know. Like, if I'm, I was just thinking about this, like, building a real team, you know, kind of two similar players in that sort, LeBron and Giannis, in the way they handled the ball. So, I think having Curry, just, I always want to see him on my team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
So who do I got next? I think next... I'm going to take your guy, Joel Embiid. Alright, I was I was going to take him, so <laughs> I took a pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Luka. Okay, I like that pick. All-star games are about fun, so mm-hmm. I'll the most flashy guy left, I'll say. Mm-hmm. So then I think I got to go with Kyrie from there. You got Kyrie, all right. Um, I'll take Jokic. All right. Get my center position. Mm-hmm. So then I believe I have to draft uh, Kawhi because I have two guards, so I'm going to go with him. And then I got Bradley Beal to round out my mm-hmm. starting five. Yep, and then you get first pick on the reserve, I believe. Um, okay, I'm going to take James Harden. A no-brainer, I think. Yeah. Probably better than brain. probably better than half the starters. It's just kind of an unlucky role for him almost. Getting traded mid-season kind of screws up your ability to start, I would think. So. Yeah. Well, getting traded to a different um div- uh different um different right. Yeah. But listen, especially with how we kind of played horribly on purpose to start the year i would definitely say so <laughs> um so it's important to remember tatum is available on the bench for this so i guess i'm gonna go with him yeah i'll take tatum um i'm gonna take anthony davis okay um this is where it gets tough man um I'm going to take Dame. Definitely a good pick. I was eyeing him up. Mm-hmm. Probably should have taken him before Tatum, but... I'm going to take... I'm going to take Zion. Let's have some fun. Okay, okay. Um... Man, I'm not sure where to go from here. I think... I'm going to go with... Um... I'm going to take Paul George from here. I think a guy who's really... I think a guy who's just really underrated because of how we played in the playoffs last year. Playoff P. Playoff P. Pandemic P, yep. <laughs> um, I'm going to take Devin Booker. Okay, I like that pick. I'll go Jalen Brown from here. I'm going to keep my teammates together. I'm going to take Chris Paul. Oh, okay. I'm going to take Levine then. I'm going to take the guy who just won the skills competition. I'm going to take Devontae Sabonis. All right. So I need some size. I want Randall. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that's how you... I wish that's how you said it for Sabonis. (laughs) <laughs> I should have. Um, I'm going to take Ben Simmons. All right, I was waiting for that. Um, so let's just go over who's still available. Um, oh, I'll be taking Vucevic. I think that leaves us with the two Jazz players. And then Conley if we want to do that extra thing. But 
ironic. Um, I'm gonna take the better jazz player, Donovan Mitchell. You sure, it's not Gobert. Don't think so. <laughs> you never know. You don't want to go with your guy. Yeah, my guy. Yeah, Forty so. nineteen on his head the other night. Mm-hmm. So. I, I got Gobert, and then Mike Conley was just kind of added, and this creates an odd number, so we're gonna stick with it here. So recap: my starting lineup is Curry, Kyrie, LeBron, Kawhi, and Embiid. What have you got in your starting lineup? I have Durant, Giannis, Luca, Gitch, and Brad Beal. Mm-hmm. Then off the bench, I got Tatum, Dame, PG, Jalen, Levine, Randall, Vucevic, and my guy, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I have James Harden, AD, Zion, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Sabonis, Simmons, and Donovan Mitchell. All right, all right. So, yeah, that was just something interesting to see, like, how different, like, these could turn out if they're, like, no outside standards for these players. But obviously, this is just for fun, so. And now something interesting to ask is... Should there be more All-Stars in the NBA every season? I think there should be. I, I do. I think if you expanded it, even if you expanded it, we're at 12 right now. If you expanded it to 13, that'd be fine. I really think you could honestly go up to 15. As we've seen, there are definitely a lot of deserving players in both conferences that just aren't able to get in because the sample sizes are, or not the sample sizes, the available spots are so limited. Mm-hmm. Um Guys like DeMar DeRozan from the West, um, and tons of guys from the East, Malcolm Brogdon, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, just name a few. Trey Young, I Middleton. Trey Young, yeah, definitely. I think you could definitely expand it to 15 for each conference, and I don't think anyone would really complain about it. Mm. So I think that might be something the league looks into in the next couple of years. Now, I'm not really sure if they'll ever get to 15, but even just 13, I think, would be more than ideal. Like, there's just so many... The sample size of players that are just, like, ridiculous players, ridiculously good. It's not like how it used to be where you might struggle to fill up this team. This team would be easily filled, is all I'm going to say. Yeah, the league is so so talented right now, more talented than it's ever been, that I don't think you would have a problem filling up a 15, 15 guys from each conference, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Listen, like you've seen it, like you've seen people make uh third all team all star teams, and they're loaded. Like this guy is like Gordon Hayward, who's having an incredible season, leading a team like the Hornets, who haven't been good in a while, to like near playoff contention, and he's just going. He's basically getting no talk in this. So yeah, for sure, yeah. Just to name a just to throw a name out, but yeah. So. The last thing we got to talk about, this basically just went down. Blake Griffin is past waivers. He will be signing with the Nets, it seems. So, what does this mean? Well, apparently they said they want him as a small ball five, which is... Because I wouldn't imagine they want to play him at the four at all. But, well, really this just seems like another guy who's not going to help the defense much, but it's certainly going to be another problem on offense. So, want to give us your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, this this Nuts team is, there's something, man. I've never seen a team quite like this mm-hmm. one. I mean, they got talent for days all over that team. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I still, even running Blake at the backup center, their center position is still awfully weak. Yes. Especially when you got to play teams like the Sixers, the Bucks, the Heat, who all have great guys who dominate the paint. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So the thing is with Blake, um, 
also, I'm going to start with how I think of him on offense. Like, everyone's pointing to, like, his bad shooting numbers. Like, all I think he's going to do is catch lobs occasionally and, like, shoot wide open threes. Everyone's saying his 3% has been horrible this year. But, like, the shots he's taking with Detroit were, like, him trying to sh- create his own shots. He ain't ever dribbling <laughs> with this Nets team. I'm going to start by saying that. So, like, the degree of difficult with difficulty with these shots is just going to be way easier, I think. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, he went from being the number one, maybe the number two option in Detroit to coming off the bench in Brooklyn. I mean, he's going to have matchups of backup centers all across the league, and that's not – I mean, I'm just thinking about from a Sixers point of view – there's no way a guy like Dwight Howard is going to be able to guard him on the perimeter. So mm-hmm. he can definitely cause some matchup nightmares for certain teams coming off that bench for sure. So it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what he can still do inside, though, because there's definitely some teams that are more capable to handle him on the perimeter. For example, like I, with my Celtics, like Rob Williams is like fast and lanky, so I trust him a little more guarding him on the perimeter. But inside, I'm not sure if he's going to be strong enough for a guy like Blake. So he just creates a lot of different matchup problems, in my opinion. There's not many guys, big men, outside of like Sabonis and Bede, who can guard inside and out like that. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Blake Griffin, obviously a great player over the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what he has left on a team competing for a title. Now, the main issue is going to be defense, because that's the big concern for the Nets is defense. Not only just defense, but center defense. So a guy, for, so I think Blake might have the size to deal with in Embiid, but I don't think he has the speed, the footwork, or anything like that. So it'll be interesting to see, but this is definitely just like a move where the defense can't get much worse. We might as well see what we can get from him on offense, I think. Yeah, this is this is a no-lose situation. If he stinks, you can just cut him, mm-hmm. and you're not really losing anything, so... For a team like the Nets, you might as well try it and see what happens. And frankly, like I don't see any scenario where they do cut him because no matter how bad he is, I don't know what other center they're going to be able to pick up in any sort of capacity, I think. Yeah. Unless Andre Drummond gets bought out, but I mean that would just be ridiculous if they got don't, him too. So. Don't disgust me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this team already has two of the probably best five players in the NBA, and then they have... Kyrie, who's in probably top 10. Who's Joe starting Harris, the All-Star Nishir. game. Yeah, I mean, this team is loaded. So if James I don't Harden... really see any reason or excuse why they shouldn't make the finals and realistically win it. Mm-hmm. So, like, realistically, like they probably should have three All-Star starters from their same conference, which is kind of ridiculous to think about because as good as Bradley Beal has been, I don't think anyone's arguing that he's better than Harden. Maybe you can argue better than Kyrie, but... It's certainly possible for them to have three, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this team is loaded. Loaded beyond our imagination. So, yeah, I mean, this. I don't believe this move is 100% official yet, but it's just kind of a matter of time, I believe. Blake is really just trying to chase the ring, and he couldn't have found a better team to do that with. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, it seems it, it seemed ever since... Even ever really before, since before he was cut, it seemed like the Nets were going to be a destination. So I think, like you said, it's just going to be a matter of time. Mm-hmm. One more thing to note, Blake Lilly hasn't played in a month, so he should be pretty as rested as he can probably be, I would think. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. That could, could go both ways, though. He might be out of shape and need to get back into conditioning. So I guess 
we'll see on that front. Yeah, but given how how his knees have been, I think that Nessa probably going to look at that as a positive. I mean, they clearly like giving their players vacations in the middle of the season, so yeah. That's, that's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I think that's all we got for you today. Um, just to recap, we talked about JJ and Ben, and then just went over the all-star break and break uh, Blake Griffin, so... Hope everyone enjoyed. Read any, any final thoughts? I don't think so, no. Hopefully this is the 